in the morning. The owner house has been vacant for several years because of its very dark history. A family who just moved in has been murdered, causing the curiosity of a group of friends to get the best of them. Deciding to break in and investigate with handheld cameras would be the worst decision of their fun-filled night. The terrifying and suspenseful footage has been edited for the film Unlisted Owner. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Movie Bros. Bros. Here review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. And here we are. It's, uh, it's week four of found footage films for us here. And um, Unlisted Owner is the title of the movie. You heard what the Amazon description had to say. Uh, this movie did reach the top ten on Amazon Prime's horror movies at one point. Uh, oh, that's pretty cool. We, I mean. we got to speak with director Jed Bryan, and uh, he's very excited to hear our review. Uh, so let's let's not delay any further. Let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. What should we start with, Paul? Let's start with the bottom first. Oh, right. Um, I'll get us started here with, uh, for me, number three. It takes 47 minutes. Mind you, this movie is an hour 15. That's 75 minutes approximately. And it takes 47 minutes before the main group of characters get into the house. I don't know about you, but 47 minutes is quite a lot of build-up. Yeah, I mean, they spent a lot of time, you know, like, developing the characters, but, yeah, there's, um, not, it's not the goriest film, I'll say that much. Number two. This film suffers from, why the hell is this guy filming everything syndrome? He, I just got this camera today. So you have to film every goddamn thing that goes on? I'm sorry, I've never seen anyone glued to a camera like this since Diary of the Dead. I mean, and at least with them, they were film students. It was their passion. It was their life. It was what they were, you know, trying to be. For this guy, it was just like, yeah, I got this camera today, so, so I'm going to film everything. No, no, not good enough. If you are going to film everything that's going on, especially, you know, when shit starts getting real and people start getting murdered, you better have a goddamn good reason. Yeah, that was one thing. Like, they weren't really intending to go to the house, but they were still recording what was going on. Um, I mean, I guess they were, like, going on a camping trip, so they decided to, you know, record what was going on. Plus, like, I mean get a new movie or a new video game in the mail you kind of want to test it out but not here yet was they there wasn't much of an explanation as to why and for me number one the characters tyler and gavin are really really annoying and obnoxious and one of the things they keep going on and on about in the movie is we're gonna have these hot girls come over we're gonna see them and spoiler alert you never get to see these girls they never existed so yeah, well, what about you? What what uh, what was your bottom? All right, number three. For the vast majority of the film, and even at the end, I couldn't tell if the house was haunted or if you know there was a killer lurking in it or really what was going on. The backstory was kind of vague, to say the least. Yeah, it's just kind of like that, that story that one guy gives them, which could or could not be like a ghost story or like a misleading event or, you know, just something that the kid made up altogether. Yeah, like, I mean, I think at the end it turns out that there was, um, like, a, well, well, a, let, a let, killer let people, or something, but, like... Let people see the end yeah. for themselves. Yeah, yeah that, that's... Draw, draw your own conclusions. Yeah. Number two, um, it was kind of slow-paced at times. I mean, that's pretty typical of found footage films. I mean, most of them are just people dicking around in the woods until, you know, the plot catches up to them, but... 
I mean, it. I still had to mention it, it even if it is like kind of inherent with the like, genre to say the least. And, and the sad thing is, I mean, once they get to the house, things just move so quickly. I mean, I, I wish it would have had that pace, or if they would have gotten to the house sooner and stuff would have started happening. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some good points to that that they did during that time. I'll get to that in my top three, but um. Yeah, like, I, I, that's really just something that's kind of inherent in the genre that you kind of have to accept going into it. And number one, uh, there just really wasn't much blood or violence throughout the film. I mean, I know that wasn't really the point, and, you know, there's a lot more to it with, like, character development and things like that, but I, I just really wanted to see more deaths, more blood, more killing and everything, but, you know, it, it, I get it wasn't really that kind of movie, but... I, I think I had that expectation going into it, and it just wasn't really met overall. So uh, I guess it's time for the top three. Um, for me, number three, you know, the very beginning of the movie, you know, people start dying within the first five minutes of the movie. I mean, that's, in my book, that's that's pretty good. You, you start out on a high note. Hell yeah. You, know, you got to try and keep that high note going, or, you know, let it down slowly and then ramp it back up. But, I mean... The high note at the beginning and at the end, you know, once once shit starts getting real, you know, are very, you know, fun. I like the deliberate mislead in the beginning where, like, they show this family moving in. Like, you think it's going to be about them, then nope. They, uh, they meet with uh, some tragedy. Um, number two for me, um, I am extremely satisfied with the order in which characters start to die. It uh, definitely brought a, brought a little joy to me of, of how it happened. Um, and then number one, which I've, I mentioned before, once the group does get to the house after that 47-minute mark, um, shit gets real, and, and stuff just starts happening, and you really don't get a slowdown, you know, or nothing. It doesn't taper off. It just, it just keeps going until the end of their footage. And uh, that, that part to me was pretty amazing. I mean, th- that, that 20 minutes, I... I think if we, we could have had a little less lead up to that, um, it, it would have been a perfect found footage movie. Yeah, they made good good use of like practical effects and uh, blood once they finally got to it. I I was I was not disappointed once and, they got to and, that point. And and the mystery of you know who this killer was or what was happening and how they portrayed him when he got caught on screen was was you know also very um, what do I want to say? Uh, it, it was very well done in in, uh, in a mysterious sort of way. You know, it didn't give you anything concrete to go on. But like you said, was it supernatural? Was it just this crazy killer guy? It left a lot up to the imagination. Yeah, kind of like, I mean, I like the fact that it doesn't outright tell you, but I just thought there could have been more, like, clues to be like, all right, so I can draw this conclusion and, you know, probably be right. I, I don't know. I, I just thought there could have been a little more to it. But, um, alright, for my top three, number three, like you said, when the characters start getting killed and, you know, the violence happens, practical effects are really good, like, lots of gore, you know, brutality and everything, I, I wasn't disappointed when it happened, I just kind of wish there was a bit more in between with the film, but, you know, yeah, I, I enjoyed what I got, and I'll, I'll take it. Number two, there's, there's some interesting themes in this movie, like, um, the two characters, um, or is it like um, Gavin and Tyler and Tyler? Gavin? Yeah, they um, they're these two like pompous jackasses who are like you know talking about like sleeping with these um these random girls they met and all this other 
debaucherous behavior, whereas, like, their friends are kind of starting to settle down and everything. And it was an interesting kind of contrast between them. And also the fact that, like, there's a kind of a contrast between um, the family at the beginning of the film and the characters in the film, whereas the family at the beginning, they kind of moved in with no expectations of anything really happening in the house. They were really defenseless, thinking that, you know, they were, you know, just moving into a new home, whereas the characters in the throughout the rest of the film, they willingly went into the house without, like, while knowing that there was a danger there, and it kind of, um, it was kind of an interesting idea of, like, on, um, choices and, like, you know, letting others determine what you're going to do. I thought that was kind of interesting, and you really don't see themes in, in um, found footage films, so I was, I was impressed. And number one, the characters actually had personalities. I mean, I know you hated um, Gavin and Tyler, but I, I found them, like, I mean, they were jackasses for sure, but they were at least entertaining. Like. I would say they, they, they performed very well in contrast to Jed and Griffin, and they each did have their own qualities. I mean, I can't argue yeah. with that at all. I mean, each character did have a little bit of development. They were all unique in one way or another. They weren't just, like, devices to get from one one moment to the next. And, like, there wasn't all this, like, people running around in the woods, like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. And, like, every fucking found footage film, it was just like, all right, we're kind of getting to know these characters. We're seeing who they are. And then, you know, shit hits the fan at the end. There's none of this, like dicking around, like, oh, man, you know, I heard something scary, you know, oh, man, you know, is it haunted? Ah, oh, man, a rock, fuck, is that a bear, or is that, you know, just a tree, you know, none of that bullshit, so I, I appreciated the fact this movie took a different route and didn't go down a lot of those cheap bullshit things where, like, you really don't have characters, you just have, like, people that are there to die, so I, I definitely got to praise the film with that. So, um, something we didn't mention was, uh, the dialogue of the film. Uh, so let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. Um, Paul, why don't you start us off this time? All right, then. We lower our standards for a reason. Does she have any friends without herpes? We need to drink 20 beers to make them look decent. We drink 21 beers. I'm so glad we brought alcohol for this shit. If you can't get it easy, get it sleazy. Taking shots in the on the hood is tradition. I'm gonna be fo- so fucking drunk, I will sleep on the ground tonight, motherfucker. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or would like to tell us who won this episode's edition of Quote Wars, leave it in the comments below. Or anything about this movie for that matter. Yeah, the dialogue overall wasn't bad in this. A lot of it was in context, so it was kinda hard to use for the quote wars, but yeah, there's there's I think it was well written overall, like dialogue wise and yeah, yeah, it, in general. it seemed pretty natural the um, the interactions between the between the characters. Yeah, they felt like actual people, which um, once again is uh, very hard to do in a found footage film. Yeah, so definitely above average on that. Um, so I think it's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, one to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? Um, I gave it a five out of ten. I gave it a three out of ten. So it is no secret that I am not a fan of found footage films, and Unlisted Owner is a found footage film that does exactly what found footage films do. There's a person who's carrying around a camera all day for no reason. We get to see a ton of stuff with little entertainment value happen as we wait for the reason we are watching this film, for whatever's going to pop out at the last moment. 
But at least in this movie, we get the last 20 minutes or so where some really great stuff is happening, and it really does pay off in the end. With many things happening around the house, the killer finally being caught on film, so to say, it takes on a different style of having a serial killer on the loose instead of being a ghostly or hunting for a cryptozoological creature. You know, it's fairly straightforward as far as a flasher, slasher fil- flick goes, and I do find it above average for a found footage film. So, you know, if found footage is your type of game, definitely take a look at Unlisted Owner. But if you're not a found footage fan, I, I-, I really would say just skip it. Deviating from the typical found footage formula, Unlisted Owner focuses primarily around the characters rather than whatever supernatural occurrences are surrounding them. The horror elements of the film take a backseat to the character development and serve primarily as an ever-present shadow looming over everyone, subtly influencing events rather than dictating um, every action taken throughout the film. This, this freedom granted the characters a sense of autonomy, which is typically absent from other films within the genre. Unlisted Owner takes an unorthodox approach to an oversaturated genre and presents a unique and thought-provoking film. If you're a fan of found footage films and looking for a movie with kind of a different perspective, then check out Unlisted Owner. You know, this, this film made me realize something very important in my life because I love the Resident Evil games, but I really was not a big fan of the newest Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7. It was a good game, don't was get that, me wrong. Uh, Biohazard? Yes. Or, okay. And that is because that all of the mini-missions in the game, and even the very beginning of the game, is found footage. And this, this movie made me realize that because this isn't a bad movie. But I myself just don't like found footage stuff. So for me, it gets a lower grade. And it made me realize that that's why I'm not a big fan of Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Because half the game is fucking found footage. It's quite a revelation. Wait, how did I get to be known as the one that doesn't like found footage films when I, I like the genre and you don't? Like, I, I don't know. I, I think we, like, reversed personalities at that, some That's point. when we were living in the Bearstein universe. It's now the Bearstein universe, so now I'm, I'm the found footage hater and you're the liker. Oh, what, a, what an odd universe. So, you know, I think it's time uh, to tell our friends how to uh, drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drink games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time Gavin and Tyler have a drink, take a drink. Number two, every time Gavin disappears, take a drink. Number three, whenever a different person is filming, take a drink. Number four, anytime Tyler and Griffin get into a fight, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's found footage month, anytime the screen gets all staticky, take a drink. Every time Gavin and Tyler mention the girls they're supposed to meet up with, take a drink. Every time a scene cuts to the police station, take a drink. Every time one of the girls complains about Gavin and Tyler, take a drink. And every time someone mentions the house or the murders that took place in the house, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Move related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can also check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are provided below. If you have a film you've made that you'd like us to review, you can submit it on our website for, for consideration. As of now, we have dozens of submissions that we're trying to get through as fast as we can, but it's going to be taking us quite a while. So if you'd like, like your, 
your film to be pushed to the top of the list, considering donating to uh, our PayPal or to push it to the top. All all donations are, of course, appreciated. So, um... We've come to what I originally thought was the end of uh, Found Footage Month, but it turns out we have another week, so... Uh, uh, tell me we're not going to watch, like, the Found Footagers and a Dick Shark or something like that. Well, uh, I mean, it, it, it's almost that bad, but uh, let's rank the four movies we've seen so far first, and, I, and then I'll let you know what's going on. Okay. Uh, for me, number four, uh, Devil's Trail. Uh, it, it embodied, to me, everything that was bad about the Found Footage films. Um you know, a lot of lead-up that had no reason. Characters that didn't seem to interact well and just pointless wandering through the woods. Number three, it was hard for me. Um, I have to say Unlisted Owner just because even though the last broadcast isn't as found footagey as Unlisted Owner, I found the last broadcast more entertaining. But then again, I like to sit and watch a good documentary, and the last broadcast had a lot of documentary portions to it. Um... Number one to me was, was Monster Movie. It harkens back to the days of the, the 50s monster movie with giant lizards and shit roaming around. To me, like having been in the woods with a bunch of guys that I hardly know before, like the interactions seemed natural to like that kind of stuff. So it, it, just, it just really hit me as an authentic found footage kind of movie. And number four, I also put Devil's Trail. I mean, I didn't think it was bad, but... It really just—it was—it didn't really stand out much. I hated the ending of it, and it just seemed very repetitive. I—I I didn't think it really came came together well, though. I thought the characters were at least seemed natural, so that was a plus. Plus boobs, of course. Number three, the last broadcast. It's not really a found footage film, but. It was interesting, and it kind of predates the other, like, the found footage um, craze, so you can kind of see where a lot of films got their inspiration from, and it was a unique idea, to say the least. Number two, Unlisted Owner. I liked this film. I thought it was well-made. It was leagues above, like, 99% of found footage films, which, once again, I'm a fan of the genre, unlike Corey. Let's, let's, let's um, end that, like, confusion right now. I, I like the genre. He doesn't, so... But it's I I ha, I at this moment have to give it to Monster Movie. It was fun. It I had me laughing a lot, and it, I just like the fact that it was kind of a found footage film combined with um with like classic creature features, which I absolutely love. I love the uh, the old like you know Attack of the Giant, you know fill in blank here films. And this kind of like was that with the Polonia Brothers entertainment charm. I, I, I had to appreciate it. And while Unlisted Owner is definitely more of a um, traditional found footage film, and it, I, I, in some ways, it's definitely better than Monster Movie. Like, if you're a fan of the genre, blasphemy. Says the guy who hates the genre. Like I, I gotta give it to Monster Movie. I, I just, I found it fun. I, I really enjoyed watching it. So you know, the the what we haven't seen this month is actually people out there looking for Bigfoot, um, which yeah. is very surprising because I think like ninety percent of found footage movies are Bigfoot related. I guess the Jersey Devil like took his uh, spot for a while. So I was, I was able to find us a uh, a very uh, strange, I guess I should say. Uh, because of who made it, a Bigfoot movie, the 2013 film Willow Creek, written and directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. 
Wait, the guy from um, Eat Crazy Nights or uh, whatever the fuck. Nah, he's he's from Police Academy. Police Academy. Okay. He's he's one of those like you know weird like screamy comedian guys. Oh god. He's just one of those like. Wait, like is is he like, in the film or did he get directed? I don't whatever? know. Maybe he'll be Bigfoot. Like oh, that would be god. that would be pretty awesome. I'm I'm gonna this will I might this might be a worse Bigfoot movie than um DB <laughs> Cooper versus Bigfoot. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on the next one. Oxy and Roy, I'm going to show you that.